0: welcome to love thy lawyer where we talk to attorneys about their lives and careers i'm lewis goodman today we welcome samar habas to the podcast samar and his team work on a variety of personal injury cases car accidents medical malpractice dog bites and elder abuse to name a few he's known for not backing down and always fighting for his clients he recently secured an 11 million dollar settlement for a motor vehicle accident Samar is an involved contributing member of his community, supporting nonprofits such as Children's Hospital and Best Buddies. Samar Habas, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. Thank you. Where are you talking to us from right now?
1: So I'm presently at our headquarter office in Irvine, California.
0: And can you briefly tell us what kind of practice you have?
1: So, I'm a personal injury attorney who, who practices, in diff, as you have mentioned, in auto accidents, dog bites, slip and fall premises cases. We also do medical malpractice cases and elder abuse cases. So there's a variety of different professional negligence cases that our office handles as well.
0: How long have you been doing that sort of
1: work? I've been an attorney almost 17 years. In July, it'll be 17.
0: And how long have you had your own practice?
1: So I've actually had my own practice immediately coming out of law school. I took an ambitious step of opening my own firm as soon as I was licensed. So that would take us back to July of 2006.
0: Where are you from originally?
1: Born in Santa Monica, California.
0: Is that where you went to high school?
1: I grew up in Corona, California. I graduated from Santiago High School, class of 1998, which was the actual first graduating class of that school.
0: When you graduated from high school, where would you go to college?
1: I actually went to undergrad at UC Irvine as an undergraduate student, and I began as a, actually, as a bioscience major, did not plan on becoming a lawyer when I first started undergrad.
0: Well, at some point you decided, obviously, that you're going to be a lawyer, so what was it that prompted you to be a lawyer, and when did you first decide to go to law school?
1: A few different things. So when I first started in undergrad, I actually took some of my elective courses in political science. A couple of those courses had law emphasis in them and I found the topics to be enjoyable for at that time period. I began taking additional courses in poli sci and law courses and I did begin working at this law office that actually specialized in personal injury and I found I found it to be a very interesting job and it, it really, at that moment, it, I just knew that's something that I wanted to do in the future. So then I started gearing up for LSATs and and somehow found at the law school, and the rest is history.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, did you take any time off between college and law school, or did you go directly from college to law school?
1: I went directly to law school. I believe I started law school when I was 21 years old. Where'd you go? I went to Whittier Law School in Costa Mesa at the time.
0: When you graduated from law school, you said that you immediately opened your own practice. So, obviously, you kind of really were pretty focused on what sort of work you wanted to do while you were in school?
1: I knew I wanted to do personal injury, and I knew that my long-term goal was to open my own law firm. I found, and even as a lawyer 17 years out now, one of the hardest things of being an attorney, running your own practice is actually being able able to get the clientele through the doors ended up being the right decision because it did give me the opportunity to obtain clientele, get good results for those clients, who would then return to me with return business and, and help branch the office to where it is now.
0: So how do you get clients?
1: So we get clients a variety of ways. I mean, the first way we get our clientele is we get a lot of return clients. I currently have 10 lawyers that work with me, including myself. And one of the things that I stress to my attorneys is that the client always comes first. If you have that mentality mentality, you will, always, you will always see your clientele return to you. And, when, and clients see that, so they come back and they refer our clientele. We also, ha- we also market ourselves online. We, we do a variety of SEO and Google advertising. And word of mouth, people in the network, we refer us business, and that's where most of it comes from.
0: If a young person were just coming out of school, would you recommend the law as a profession?
1: I would for those that want to be an attorney. I tell everybody that does not want to be an attorney and even my little kid, my little kid who's seven, I'm already training her the thought process that don't do anything that you don't have your heart set out for. You got to do you. But if it's something that you want to go into to say, hey, I'm an attorney or you're going to treat it non-seriously and just, you know, go through the motions and, just do the bare minimum. It's definitely not the it's definitely not the job for you, and, and absolutely would not recommend being a litigating attorney with that mentality. You'll get you'll get ran over like a Mack truck.
0: How is actually practicing law met or different from your expectations about it?
1: The one thing that I may have underestimated is the is the manageability of the client. So I get clients with different personalities and different expectations. They just don't teach you that in law school. They teach you black and white law. What they don't tell you is that when you're an attorney, you're always going to be serving a client. No matter what practice of law that you're in, you're serving a client. And that client, depending on who it is, has an expectation level. Some expectations are extremely high and beyond what's reasonable other people's expectations may be easily managed. I didn't expect that when I became when I was first going into in law school, they don't they just don't teach you that. Being a business owner is completely not taught in law school. I didn't expect to manage a staff that's up to 55 people now, and manage their personalities. Being in the courtroom and being a litigating attorney and having the other side be adversarial against you. I expected that part. I didn't expect the whole people management. It was more like, hey, we're going to get this case and we're going to win it. But there's a lot more to it than just analyzing law.
0: What about the business of practicing law? I mean, you've obviously grown a very successful, moderately large law firm. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. So, we and just give you a little background I mean we started as a I started as a two-person shop me and, and it was actually my sister and we grew the firm to what's now 55 employees and the, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. I mean growing the firm and scaling it up and making sure you have the structure to scale up is important. I mean we went from just three four years ago probably triple the staff amount. I may approach employee A in one fashion, but employee B may need another way to get to the end point. We do well in making sure that everybody's treated in a way where they feel that they can be themselves and still accomplish their goal sets.
0: Tell us about a case that you're really proud of.
1: It was a few years back. I was still a much younger attorney, and the defense attorney at trial would come to me and make comments such as, hey, you know, if... When this trial's over, if I taught a trial class, I can make a lot of money off you. And it, it was very unprofessional. Unfortunately, this is their strategy, and taking every blow from them, and then having the jury return a verdict to me that was in seven figures was one of the most—I I would say—one of the the proudest things that I've done as an attorney because my client had not gone, not only gone through a lot from recovering from her injury, but was. Comp- the defense was completely trying to obliterate her on the stand to just quit and to have me quit as well. And both of us to stand there and be resolved and not give up and to look that lawyer in the face at the end of the trial and tell him, hey, where, when does that class start that you wanted me to sign up for? And have him look at me and say, you know what, nice, nice one and and points to his belt and says, I've been beat less than the amount of rings in my belt and now you're one of those. On the on the belt buckle and that was a very good one because we put in hundreds of hours on that case just for you know trial prep and the trial ran for about a month and they had two lawyers and both of them were you know in terms of years ahead of miles ahead of me but we told them hey we're not gonna back down we're not gonna you know you're not going to intimidate us we're not going to give up we believe in our client we believe in her story and she's going to tell that story to a jury and they're going to pull it behind her because she's an innocent victim and when the jury delivered that verdict we felt that look we got justice here and that's what that was about and the hard work and it felt like finals week times 50.
0: What do you think the best advice you've ever received?
1: No matter whether whether you're an attorney or you're playing sports, there's going to be a winner and a loser in that case or in that game. But at the end of the day, if you win or you lose, did you put forth your best effort possible to get the result? Not everyone's going. There's not everyone's going to win the trial. I've lost trials that I thought I was going to win, and I've won trials that I thought we weren't going to do as well in. But at the end of the day, do I? What the advice that I was giving is like at the end of that trial, you look back and you don't put your head down if you lose. If you lose. Then you go back and you say, "Hey, where did I go wrong? What can I make better the next time? Where can I practice?" If I'm, you know, if I'm playing basketball, like, okay, should I? How should I? Should I have a different form on that jump shot? Like, what? What can we do differently? I'd go back to answer that. Best advice is always put always put in your best effort and march forward and work for your client, and results will come. And if and there will be times where you're going to be disappointed. Because you don't get the results that you expect, you can throw yourself on the floor and sit there and and cry about it, or you can get up and go fight the next day.
0: Do you think the legal system's fair?
1: It's a pretty vague question, but I believe we, as a country, we have the best system that's possible. I think that, you know, putting the case in the hands of a jury of the peers, of your peers, is an excellent system. And, you know, putting 12 people hearing the evidence is as good as a system. I mean, there's countries in the world that would die for that type of system, to have a judicial system like we have. But do I think it's fair at every level? No, I don't think every level of the laws in the state of California are fair. For example, I don't believe it's fair that a person who is a victim of a medical malpractice case has a cap on their damages. I think that the, the, the micro laws are very unfair. If a doctor's negligent and falls below the standard of care, and you are now left with a lifetime injury or you as a family member have lost a loved one. And now your, the damage on that is valued by the state of California. I don't believe it's fair that there are any caps.
0: I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. What's your family life been like and how is practicing law fit in with that?
1: so that's that's where you know that balance becomes kind of an issue so i mean i have 3 kids i have a 7 year old daughter a 3 year old son and a 1 year old daughter and a wife and at times at times i there are time periods where i have had to travel to go to for trial and to sleep in hotel rooms and be away from my family so in in a way that the, the being a litigation attorney does detract from the family time that you spend with your family. There's definitely a detraction there. I, I will not dispute that. I, and as a father, I would like to be, you know, if, if I can, I want to be there with my kids as much as possible. I, I consider clients like family, and I consider my family as my family. And I don't want to, if I can't do my job 100 for the clients, then I'm not in the right position. And I have to also do my job as a parent at that level too. So that's very challenging, the the amount of time I have to make for family time.
0: How about recreational pursuits? Anything you enjoy doing to kind of get your mind off of the law?
1: Sure, I I, I enjoy a few things. What I try to make time for is, is playing recreational basketball. I'm involved in a city recreational league, full court, five-on-five basketball. When I can, I'll also play pickup at the local gym. When I am a very very serious fantasy football performer and fantasy baseball i am also a diehard dodger laker and raiders fan i try to go to as many dodger games as possible i grew up as a dodger fan my third generation dodger fan my grandfather and father grew up in down the street from dodger stadium right down the hill on echo park boulevard and i and a very diehard Laker fan. I very diehard Kobe Bryant fan when he was playing.
0: What mistakes do you think lawyers make?
1: I don't know if it's a mistake or more just a mindset. Is looking at everything from a dollar value. So if you look at it like I'm only concerned about my attorney fees, and as long as I get paid and I treat, and I don't care what happens to the client. I think that's a huge mistake. I think a lot of lawyers fail to hone in that being a successful attorney and being a successful entrepreneur, which if you're running your own law firm is necessary, is it's relationship based, and it's. I see a lot of attorneys. I do get I I do get referrals from other attorneys who trust me with their cases to take them on from a pre-litigation to proceed through litigation, so I can go back and look at their work product. And a lot of times I just see the mistake that lawyers are making is a lack of care for that particular client.
0: How do you define success?
1: So as an attorney or as a person?
0: Well, it seems to me that if anybody is an attorney and a person combined together, it's you. So how do you see success as a person? How do you see success as an attorney? How do you see success as an attorney who is a very much a person?
1: So, yeah, it's overlapping that for sure. Right? So, as, a, as an attorney, as a person, I mean, success to me is setting a set of objectives and trying and doing everything that you can to accomplish them. And what also constitutes success to me is not what I just do for myself, but what I do for others. I am... I consider it to be successful. What have you done for society? I mean, if I'm only doing it for me and not my clientele or the society or the community that I'm in, I deem that to be a failure. That's Selfish behaviors are not successful. So we do, as a firm, as a person, I strive to give back to my community. I, as you mentioned in the beginning, we are a supporter of the Children's Hospital of Orange County, Best Buddies. We during Thanksgiving, we go out and make sure that, you know, families in the community are, are have an opportunity to, to have turkey. We give out a $2,500 scholarship to undergraduate students. And very importantly, what I believe my success is based on the success of those around me at the firm. So if the, if the my surrounding support staff is not successful, then I'm not successful. If you're just a taker and not a giver back, you're not a successful person.
0: Let's say you came into some real money, several billion dollars, three or four billion dollars. What if anything would you do differently in your own life?
1: I would give, I would absolutely find more ways to give. I. I still probably have, believe it or not, would probably still have the urge to be an attorney. I mean, I actually enjoy the job, so I. I think I'd be. I'd feel a void if I didn't. If I knew being a lawyer. But I would definitely find more ways to give. I mean, right now we're we, we, we're we're giving to the community, we're giving different ways. But I would find different ways and different methods to make sure that every kid has an equal opportunity to succeed in life. Unfortunately, a lot of kids that are very intelligent and want to have goals fall on the wrong tracks just just by circumstance, and I would want to fix that.
0: Let's say you had a magic wand. There was one thing in the world, the legal world or the general world that you could change. What, what would that be?
1: I would definitely want to have, I would want to eliminate caps on medical malpractice cases. If I could wave a magic wand, I would, I would eliminate that cap. I am, am, am very bothered by that law.
0: Summer, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that, say they have a case that they would like you to evaluate or an attorney wanted to talk to you, refer you some business, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: So the best way to, best way to get in touch with us, go directly to our website, www.habispilaw.com, spelled H-A-B as in boy, B as in boy, A, S as in Sam, P as in Paul, I as in ice. Law L A W dot com, and on our website there is a contact form that goes directly to our intake department, and they will those intakes reach me directly actually.
0: Great, Summer. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on here? Something that you'd like to say?
1: Yeah, I appreciate. First, I want to I appreciate the time you gave me to speak about my story and my advice to others. I mean, again, what I want to reiterate, I, and it's it to. Younger attorneys that are out there considering a career of law—we touched upon this. Don't go to law school or become an attorney if, you, if it's something that doesn't interest you. You have to have a passion for this job. You have to have a It, it takes a lot of effort to be a, a successful attorney and to get results to, for your clients in justice. Do not just go to law school because it sounds like a great title. You do what you do. What's best to what fits you. Everybody has a talent. And that talent is different for different types of people. Don't give up something that you may be better at because somebody wanted you to be an attorney or you thought it was, you know, it's just a great title to have. So I, I definitely want to stress that out. And I, I, again, I appreciate the time. I think hopefully we've covered a lot of topics that are helpful for people.
0: Simon Habes, thank you so much for joining me today on the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. If you enjoyed listening, please share it with a friend and follow the podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, send me an email. Take a look at our website at lovethylawyer.com, where you can find all of our episodes, transcripts, photographs, and information. Thanks to my guests, and to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, Paul Roberts for social media, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman.
1: In my original plan to go pre-med, I did an audible and started looking at going to law school.